Well, the Super Bowl was this past weekend, which means we followed in the tradition of getting a bunch of trailers that got released, and now we need to talk about them, along with some other news. So, let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Junk Trunk, your pop culture news wrap-up show that we do here on Junkhead TV. And today we are talking about some Super Bowl trailers, some some trailers that released on Super Bowl Sunday. This is kind of a big time to be releasing your trailers. And so these are some movies that are coming up, most of them coming out kind of in the, the May to July area. Um, and we're also going to be talking about some news, some other things that have come up over probably the last week or so that I kind of wanted to touch on and talk about, and that should bring us to the conclusion of the show. So yeah, uh, I guess let's start with some trailers before we talk any news. Uh, A lot of trailers, a lot of trailers. Uh, we got a trailer for A Quiet Place Day 1. We've got a trailer for Despicable Me 4, uh, The Fall Guy, Kung Fu Panda 4, Deadpool and Wolverine, uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Wicked, Twisters, If, Monkey Man, and Inside Out 2 all received trailers kind of in varying length. Some of these were just 30 seconds. Some of these were full two-minute trailers, but I think the most annoying thing that took place during this is, like, the the teaser for the trailer, right? Like, teasers are a very common thing in the film industry. Like, we get a lot of teasers that kind of are giving you, like, a first look at something. Ooh, mysterious. But there's this weird, annoying trend, especially at something like, like the Super Bowl, where maybe Paramount didn't want to pay for the full two minutes. They only paid for the 30 seconds. And you get a 30-second clip, and at the end it's like, go check out the full trailer now. And it's like, that is annoying. If you're going to like put something for like at the biggest stage possible for people to see, like make sure they can see the whole thing. Like, don't, like, give them this thing of, like, oh, well, here's some of what we're offering, but not everything. And it's, like, that's annoying. People hate that. And I guarantee, like, the amount of people that see that and then go to the two-minute trailer is probably not very many. It's probably people will see the full two-minute trailer and have no idea that this first 30 seconds existed. Or they'll see that first 30 seconds and they'll be, like, yeah, okay, like, that was enough. And this is kind of what A Quiet Place Day 1 did. You know, it stars Lupita Nyong'o and Alex Wolf and some others. It's set in New York City. It's kind of like the day one after the alien invasion. Uh, it's directed by Michael Sonorski, who did Pig from a couple years ago, which is a movie that I really love. And this movie hits theaters in June... June 28th, I believe. I... I... I talked about this movie previously because I put it on, uh, like, when I did the movies that I'm excited for in 2024. I put this on the, the side of things that I'm not very excited for it. And I will say that the trailer, or the third, I didn't go watch the two-minute trailer. I saw the 30-second trailer during the Super Bowl. I will say that trailer, okay, I'm interested. 
I'm intrigued. I, I, I don't think you get that much from this 30 seconds besides you see the creatures a lot. And that's one of the things that I'm the most skeptical about. Like, if, if this is just going to be, like, CGI jump scare horror movie, like, I'm not that interested. I think, like, this is kind of the problem with these franchises is that, like, they make a movie... You see, you saw this with Insidious, right? Like this is a the the big thing that Insidious did. You've seen this from The Conjuring, and that whole universe, which is like a movie is made for not that much money, like a quiet place, very, very like lower end of the budget scale, probably just a few million. It does very well, and then people at the studio level think that the next thing to do is to just pump a ton of money into this and like that's why people want it that's why people are keep coming back it's because we keep pumping all of this money into it and that's what they want to see and it's not what we want to see that's not why the first quiet place movie worked so well it didn't work because like there's a there was a ton of money behind it like that's it worked because it's a simple story we got just enough of like the world and the atmosphere and we got some characters that we cared about and this doesn't strike me as it's going to be that movie. It's just these movies just seemingly keep getting bigger. And it's just like, who cares, dude? Like, who actually cares? Who cares what happens on day one when I know, like, what happens on day 200? Like, I'm, try I'm trying not to, like, like, really dive back into the same points that I already made in a previous video. But it's just like... This made me a little more optimistic, but I still think it, I don't think it's going to be able to get over those problems of like, you're telling me a story that I don't really care about. And you're telling me a story where I kind of already know where it has to go because we've already seen so much into the future of this world. I'll say it looks better than A Quiet Place 2, but it doesn't look all that great. So we'll see. Uh, the few trailers that I probably won't spend that much time on would be like Despicable Me 4. It was just kind of like a teaser, 30 second teaser, just kind of just kind of letting you know that there's another one of these movies coming. I don't even know the last one that I saw, so like this isn't really a movie for me. I think they're trying to capitalize on the hit that was Rise of Gru and whatever internet thing took place in there. Like they're they're definitely trying to like ride that wave into a new Despicable Me movie, and I just I don't think people will show up in the same way they showed up for that. And I just, I don't really know who really cares about this franchise anymore. But again, I'm not the target audience. If kids really like these, then sure, make a bunch of them. Uh, but there's Despicable Me, Inside Out 2. Uh, if these are movies, I, I probably, well, I'm not going to spend much time on them just because, like, I don't care that much. Like, I'm not going to see Inside Out 2. I'm not going to see If. Uh, the one animated movie that we did see a trailer for from the Super Bowl is Kung Fu Panda 4. Kung Fu Panda is, like, a movie that I grew up with. Like, that first movie came out, I believe, in, like, 2008. And I would have been, you know, 12. So, like, I would have been on the tail end of wanting to watch animated movies. But I definitely still would have seen it. And I still would have been like, oh, I, I really like this. And I've, I've seen the subsequent movies in this franchise. Obviously, Jack Black is coming back. So this seems like a big deal. This seems like it will probably be a lot of fun. It's kind of weird for this movie, for them to, like pay all this money for Super Bowl advertising when the movie literally comes out in March and we're like less than a month away from this movie coming out but hey I don't run a studio so what do I know 
the next thing, we got a full trailer for uh, The Fall Guy, starring Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt, directed by David Leach, who's done some John Wick stuff and some stunt stuff. This is a movie about a stuntman. This was one of those movies that I am excited for. And this trailer, um, I don't want to say, huh. I don't want to say this trailer made me less excited for the movie because I still think that like Ryan Gosling will kind of find a way to perform and will find a way to make this like a fun, entertaining, energetic movie. But it, it seeing the trailer made me like a little less interested where it just seems like so, so Marvel-y, I guess is the word I want to use. Like, it's just there's just it's just joke after jo- like and I get that this is a trailer and that may not be indicative of the whole movie like all the jokes that we saw in this that could just be that could be the amount of jokes in the movie and they might just be trying to sell this as a movie that's going to be more funny than it really is I get all of that I understand the marketing stuff behind all of it it just feels like this could be a really fun kind of like stunt man movie about a man who does stunts and all this stuff that's happening on the set of the movie like it feels like it could be a fun action kind of movie that is just lighthearted, doesn't take itself very seriously, and it's just about a stuntman. Like, it feels very, like, throwback to, like, an 80s movie, a 90s movie, like, something like that, something that we don't see that much anymore, but then you get the trailer, and the trailer feels like it's so chocked full of jokes, and it's so full of, like, Ryan Gosling just making joke after joke, and I don't know if I really want that. I don't know if that's what I want this movie to be. I don't know if I want it to just be, like, a Marvel movie without superheroes and it's just the Marvel movie of a stunt guy. Like, I don't know. That seemingly is the stink that the MCU is kind of leaving and bleeding over into other avenues of movie making, which is just, like, everything. is just one-liners and quips. Nothing, not, nothing, nothing is that, like, funny. And it's just, they're just kind of... Oh, well, we got to keep it light and tell jokes. Haha. Ha. Look at us. We're funny. I don't know. If that's what that movie is going to be, I'm a little less excited for it now than I was, but I still will check it. I still kind of I still am kind of hoping it's going to be good. But after a trailer, I'm a little less convinced. And then speaking of movies that are trying so hard to be funny and I don't give a shit about, we got a new Deadpool trailer. Or not even a new. We got the Deadpool trailer. I've talked about this before. This is the movie. Okay. We just got a trailer for this. The movie doesn't even come out until, I believe, July. So we're probably going to get two more trailers for this. This is the movie that we just got a trailer for that isn't out for another five months that I'm already just sick of people talking about. I'm already, I'm sick of listening to this. I'm sick of people talking about Deadpool. I'm sick of talking about like, oh, what's this going to mean for the MCU? Like, it is the movie they already can't stand and it's not even out yet. I'm not a big Deadpool fan. I didn't like that first movie. I didn't see the second movie. Um, I, he's just not a character that I connect or resonate with. He's not a character that I find very fun. He's not a character that I think is that entertaining, you know? And again, this movie bringing Hugh Jackman into it. I do like that moment in the trailer. I do think that that's kind of cool how they like introduce his character where it's kind of silhouetted and you get like his, this 
the knives coming out of his fingers. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I don't really know if I'm going to see this. I Just because, like, just given the vibe of the trailer, of the trailer, this already has heavy MCU vibes, and it already has heavy, like, this is how he's going to come in. And it just kind of feels like it's going to hold your hand a lot, and it feels like it's going to take a lot of time to explain how this can work. Because the vast majority of the people that are going to watch this movie don't read comic books, and they don't understand just kind of like the, the language of that and how like, hey, Deadpool maybe have, have his own ongoing series, but he's going to pop up in this book here. He's going to pop up in this book here. Maybe he's in it. Like, they don't have that kind of fluid understanding of comic books. Like, for comic book fans going to this movie, if Deadpool were to just show up, like, we would be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Because, like, like we, you have that sort of understanding that this is something that happens in their respective medium kind of all the time. But this is the world of movies. This is the world of, like, well, they have the rights to this, and they have the rights to this, and you can't say this more than six times without having to pay them X amount more. Like, because of, like, how muddy the rights and all that stuff are for these characters, like, they're going to have to, like, explicitly explain to the audience, this is why Deadpool is here. This is why he wasn't around before. And that's why he's here now. Like, we really have to take, like, the question of rights holding and, like, what you, what, what's other, like, what Fox is allowing to, ha- like, well, not, well, not even more. Like, Disney owns it. But, like, they did own, Fox did own the rights to Deadpool. And so now it's, like, it's kind of, like, it, within the movie, they're going to have to explain the outward world consequences of why Deadpool was never around before. And it just, it seems like that's going to be, it doesn't seem like, based on the trailer, they're going to give you a very simple reasoning for all of that. Because you have, like, Deadpool, like, seeing all those TVs that have all the Avengers on it. And you know, it's, like, bringing him in and showing him all, it's, like, it just feels like it's really going to be hitting you over the head to make sure you understand it because they're going to need you to understand it going forward. And I don't really care. You know, like I don't Deadpool could just be in the MCU without any explanation. And I think I'd be fine, but it just seems like they're really going to try to explain how all this can, can make sense and take place. Even though I, I, I just feel like these movies are kind of on the, the downward slope in terms of popularity. Maybe this one will kind of bring it back. I think Deadpool is kind of the thing that people are excited about. I definitely believe that I'm in the minority when it comes to, like, not being excited for a Deadpool movie. I do think the majority of people probably are, and it's probably going to do very well. And that maybe, like, reinvigorates some of the love and the passion behind the MCU that's kind of dwindled in the last two years. But we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's, I don't care about it, but if, if you do, good for you. The next trailer we got was for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, directed by Wes Ball. Um, this movie looks like it's gonna be fucking awesome. I'm not gonna lie. I, I like that trilogy. Um, the, the most recent Abe's trilogy, I think it's very good. But I also, I liked it because, like, Matt Reeves was involved. And Matt Reeves is not involved in this. And it kind of takes place, it says it takes place several years after. And I don't really know what that means. I don't know if that's, like, a hundred years or if that's ten years uh, it looks like Caesar is still in the movie, or at least a monkey that looks like Caesar is in this movie. But, like, the big thing being that, like, apes are imprisoning 
people, you know? And that, that'll be interesting to see. Like, I, I'm interested to see, like, how they kind of incorporate more people into this world and kind of, like, how people and apes will have to, like, coexist. I think that's going to be an interesting idea. Uh, yeah, this, this movie looks awesome. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be the perfect kind of summer blockbuster, I think, that's going to do very well at the box office and bring some money in. And it's also going to be, like, a pretty good movie because it seems like in recent years we've had to pick one or the other. Do you want it to be good or do you want it to bring in a lot of money? And rarely in the last few years it seems that we've been able to merge those two, Barbie and Oppenheimer being the exceptions. It seems like you've kind of had to pick. Which one would you prefer? Would you rather have a good movie or would you rather have a movie that makes a lot of money? And studios are obviously always going to pick the one that makes a lot of money. This seems like it's probably going to do both. And I'm very excited and I look forward to it. Uh, we then got a one-minute trailer for Wicked, um, starring Cynthia Erivo and Ariana Grande. It's, this is definitely going to be like a musical. If you told me that Wicked was coming out, I would tell you I don't give a shit. But then looking at the trailer and like watching the trailer, like it looks very stylish. It looks very stylized. I kind of liked some of the imagery that I was seeing. So I don't know. Maybe this is going to be pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure when this comes out. I know that this has kind of been in production for a while, and we're kind of now just beginning to see some stuff from it, so that's cool. Um, I don't know much about it. I don't really know, like, what Wicked is even about, but, yeah, we'll see. It looks kind of interesting. I will probably watch it at, at some point this year, definitely before the end of the year. Uh, there's two trailers left that I want to talk about. The first one being Monkey Man. So, Monkey Man stars Dev Patel, directed by Dev Patel, and it is about some man in an underground fight club who's kind of going to, like, wreak havoc on all of the, like, upper elites, right? That's kind of the gist we get from this trailer. <sighs> um, what do I want to say about Monkey Man? Well, it looks cool. I'll say that. Dev Patel is kind of hit or miss for me. I really loved him in the newsroom. I thought he was great in the newsroom. But then he's done some stuff recently that I'm just like, eh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like The Green Knight, not a movie I was a big fan of. Uh, he did that movie Lion, which I thought was pretty good. So I don't know. I'm interested to see what he's going to do here. Here's the only issue that I'm going to have with this movie. Just based off of the brief fight scene we saw in the trailer, which is that this is just a John Wick clone. That's what this is. They, the, the fight style is almost identical, and I don't know if it's because the same stunt people are involved or if it's just because of this is just now the nature of fight scenes in movies. They're just all going to look like John Wick. And I guess you, you could tell me that this takes place in the John Wick world, and I guess I'd probably believe you. But yeah, it, it's an interesting idea. It's an interesting concept for a movie. Dev Patel at the helm of an action movie, I, I guess we'll see. But right now, from what I've seen from the fight choreography, I'm a little bit nervous because I don't want to watch another John Wick movie. I want people to like do their own thing and come up with their own stunts and kind of have their own like visual language for how they're going to do tell fight scenes. It doesn't all need to be John Wick, but that's just that just is very much what this felt like. And I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess. If the whole movie leans in to the John Wick style of fighting, I think I'm going to be out pretty fast. But if that's just, hey, this was just the anomaly, that was just the one scene that we saw to kind of get people interested, I'm fine. Okay, I'll step back. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the last movie with the trailer, full trailer, was for Twisters. And I said, when I was doing the movies that I'm the most excited for, I was like, hey, 
I am cautiously optimistic about this because I'm interested to see what they're going to do. And after seeing a trailer, let me tell you, I'm fucking in. Like, this movie looks awesome. And I've already seen the people crying on Twitter about, oh, this looks so awful. Oh, why are they making this movie? Like, I've seen it. I've seen it. I know people are, like, mad that they're remaking Twisters. Again, I don't know if this is a remake, if this is a sequel. I, for the life of me, can't fucking tell. Because it just kind of seems like a remake. It doesn't really seem like any of these characters are related or, like, the offspring of the characters from the original movie. But this movie... I'm sorry, like, it looks fucking awesome. Like, whether it's a reboot or... A sequel I don't really care because you have like the the concept is just so cool people chasing storms storm chasing going to get twisters it just it just seems awesome I just love that and you know I, I did see that like there's no way that like anyone could come up with a better idea than Michael Crichton did when he wrote this original movie it's like shut up like yes do we need to remake twisters no, no, no one needs to remake it, but this seems to be what we are dealt, and this is what we are left with, and if these are the kinds of movies we have to just fucking deal with, well, at least I'd rather have one like this that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, it looks like it's going to have a good time and riff on some of the ideas of that 90s movie without being like, so, like, beholden to, like, trying to develop the lore as to why this connects to the other movie. Like, I'm totally fine without all of that garbage. And with them just being like, yeah, you know, like, there's just two of them this time. Cool. Good enough for me. And let me tell you the other thing. The other thing about this movie, Glenn Powell seems to be skyrocketing towards, like, being a full-fledged movie star. And I'm here for it. I think he's awesome. I first saw him in Everybody Wants Some when I thought he was great in that and he has like a ton of charisma and chemistry and obviously there, there's like a, a Netflix romantic comedy that I believe he was in where I think people started to notice him. But people obviously really started to notice him in Top Gun Maverick. And he's going to be, he's like the lead in this and I think he is awesome. He's the lead in the new uh, Richard Linklater like Hitman movie that's coming to Netflix this year. Like he is posed to be a fucking movie star and i am here for it i think he's great i can't wait to see it i can't wait to see this movie i think he's gonna do great i think this movie's just gonna be a ton of fucking fun this is gonna be exactly like what you want in june and in july like it's just going to be a fun summer movie and i think it's gonna i think this is in the same vein as kingdom of the planet of the apes where it's going to make a ton of money and it's going to be good and maybe I'm going to eat my words in all of this, and maybe all of the Twitter haters who have seen a two-minute fucking trailer for a movie and think they already know everything about it are going to be right, and this movie's going to suck. But for now, I'm choosing to be optimistic about it. And I'm choosing to be like, this movie rips, and I can't wait. All right, let's move on to some other news stories to get to. Uh, quickly... So it was announced that uh, Denzel Washington and Spike Lee are reuniting after, I think it's like been like 18 years or something. Um, they haven't made a movie so yeah, since 2006 when they made Inside Man. And they're 
Apple and A24 are kind of pairing to make a remake of Akira Kurosawa's High and Low. And not a ton of details have been like released about this. I would be kind of interested to know if they approached Spike Lee and were like, hey, we want you to make this movie, or did Spike Lee go to them and be like, I want to remake this movie? Interesting to know. I'm not really sure. I I guess I kind of wish that for Spike Lee and Denzel to kind of like come back and rejoin forces. I kind of wish it was for something like original that wasn't a remake. It is what it is, I guess. I, I'm very excited for Spike Lee and Denzel to make a movie again together. Um, but hey, we'll see. I, I've never seen High and Low, so like this could be like perfect for Spike Lee and them to do. I I'll probably will watch this watch it before this movie comes out, obviously, but. Yeah, this is something that, that, that is happening. I believe it's going to be an Apple original movie, and they're kind of like partnered with A24 to make it. We'll see. Uh, it's set to be released, I think, next year. I think production starts in March, and then they're going to plan to release it next year. They'll release it in theaters, and then it will go to Apple TV+. Plus. It's going to be another one of those movies, but, you know, we'll see. Maybe it's going to be great. We'll see. We received news from 20th Century Studios. Not me personally. They didn't reach out to me. But, like, they've released that there is a new film, Badlands, that is the working title currently in the works from director Dan Trachtenberg. And this is going to be another Predator movie. And they, it's seemingly they are saying that Dan Trachtenberg is going to oversee these kind of Predator franchise moving forward. And that's good news. Because he obviously, he did Prey from like two years ago, which was very good. And he is directing the new film Badlands that is a Predator movie. It's not like a sequel or anything to Prey. It's just going to be completely separate. It's going to be like years down the line. or Yeah, I think it's going to be like years in the in the future from the, the aspect of Prey, but it's still in the past from the current day. Um, but yeah, he's involved in that and he's going to oversee this kind of franchise moving forward. That has me excited. I thought Prey was really good. I really loved 10 Cloverfield Lane that Dan Trachtenberg also did. I know he was tied up in a long time, like with that Uncharted movie, and it just it never really got off the ground the way he wanted it to. So he's wasted like a lot of years, like just trying to get something made. Because I think 10 Cloverfield Lane was in 2015, and then Prey's in 2021. But there's a big six year gap where he's trying to get, um. He's trying to get Uncharted made the way like he wanted it to be, and it just it just fell through. It didn't happen. So yeah, and now he's involved in this, which I think is good news. It's very exciting. This is, Badlands is going to be another like female led Predator movie. Prey was set in 1719 and Badlands will be set like sometime in the future, I guess. But it also says that they are developing a slew of Predator movies that Dan Trachtenberg is overseeing, and if they just continue to do sort of one-offs like Prey, like Badlands, that is just take a scenario, put the Predator in it, let's see what happens. I'm all for it. And I think these movies will be very, to varying degree of quality, but I think they will always at least be like somewhat fun and exciting and entertaining. And that's kind of all you need from a Predator movie. Christian Bale is set to... Go through another physical transformation in his next movie. He has recently signed on to play Frankenstein in the Maggie Gyllenhaal Bride of Frankenstein movie that's in development uh, with uh, Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley is going to be playing Bride of Frankenstein. 
I'm very excited for this movie. Uh, I think Christian Bale is, is a kind of a great cast for Frankenstein. Apparently, he's going to be like shaving his head and doing all the transforming type things that Christian Bale does. But I'm quite excited. I, I I don't know if this movie is like a part of the, the Universal Monsters kind of reboot universe that they're working on. Because Lee Winnell did... The Invisible Man in 2020. I believe he's working on a new movie currently for that franchise. And I really kind of hope that, like, they are kind of bringing this into full swing now. And they are really kind of trying to release these movies and reboot the Universal Monsters franchise. The Universal Monsters are movies that I'm a huge fan of. I love those movies. And I really loved Lee Winnell's Invisible Man. I really think Maggie Gyllenhaal is an interesting director to put on a movie like Bride of Frankenstein. Like, I think that movie that she did a couple years ago for Netflix is is was an interesting movie. And even if it didn't like fully connect with me in any like meaningful way, I thought it was kind of interesting and it's still like very well directed. And bringing Christian Bale on and Jesse Buckley, like two really great actors who. I think you're going to do a great job in this, and I really kind of hope that this means we're getting more Universal Monsters movies. Because I just think, I just think there's this is the time we're nearly a hundred years removed from a lot of them, and now you can like update them and do them with like kind of commenting on modern things. Like that is what these horror icons do. Like they represent our fears at the time at which you are telling that story. You know, obviously Lee Winnell's Invisible Man had a lot of like. Things in there about like our fear of with technology and with like domestic abuse and stuff like that, and like now is the time to revamp these stories, tell them for a modern audience, and then like just kind of like regain interest in this stuff, regain interest in monster movies, and like using horror as metaphor and like making like movies that have an atmosphere and that have like a concrete villain that's not just like boo like. Oh no, house haunted paranormal grief move. Like let's bring like a different kind of flavoring to the horror options that we have available to us at the moment. Cuz currently right now, like a lot of the big budgeted horror movies, we've get some sort of conjuring movie that that is like in even if it's not directly tied to the conjuring, it is still that style of movie, which is still like ooh, creepy house, creepy ghost, loud music, jump scare. Or we were getting like a slasher movie like Scream or Thanksgiving. And those are movies that I like. I enjoy those kinds of movies. But there's so much in horror that you could be giving us. And I kind of am hoping that this is a step in that direction. That we are getting, we're going to get some more monster movies. We're going to get some more like different flavorings within the horror genre. Because I feel like... Not necessarily with independent movies and like smaller horror movies. I think big budgeted studio horror movies have gotten very stale recently. And I I just I'm interested in something else, something new. And I'm kind of hoping that these kind of bring that newness that I'm looking for. I am a little disappointed that you know the original plan for these movies is not really going forward where you would had Javier Bardem being Frankenstein. And I think Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man, and some some other stuff like that. Like that is, that, I guess that's a little disappointing. But again, there are, there's a whole host of reasons why that dark universe shit failed. And I think this is in the right direction. I think those movies were 
so off on the wrong foot with the Tom Cruise mommy movie. At least with this, it seems like they know it has to be more grounded. It has to be made more cheaply than a Tom Cruise movie in order for it to be really be successful. You can crank out a fucking Frankenstein and Bride and Frankenstein movie for $10 million and make $100 million and call it a day. And then, like, that is what I hope these movies are. I hope they are smaller, they're more restrained, they're more focused on the characters, they're more focused on, like, just kind of bringing that original tale to life. Because then I think they will be very successful and I think they will be very good. So, I am very hopeful and optimistic for this movie. Let's move on to our last piece of news. If you know me, you know that I love the Academy Awards. I love the Oscars. I've been obsessed with the Oscars since I was like 12 years old, you know? I love the Academy Awards. The Academy Awards has announced that they are introducing a new category. They tried to do this a couple years ago. Not the same category, but they tried introducing a new new award a couple years ago. And it was going to be the best popular movie, which was essentially just going to be like to people bitching that MCU movies don't win Oscars and they don't win because they suck and that's why they're not getting any awards. And so they try to rectify that by creating this category of like best popular movie. And that is like these big budgeted blockbuster movies that fans like, but really like don't critics aren't that crazy about it. If the critics do like them, you know, they're they're not like the art house movies that come out at the end of the year that always get nominated for these kinds of awards. And so that is not what the category they're introducing. That's just kind of the show that, like, they've tried introducing new categories. It usually doesn't go very well. This is why they haven't introduced a new category since, like, 2002. And that was Best Animated Movie. It was the last category that they introduced. So this year, or not this year, I don't think this doesn't even take effect until 2026. So the 2026 Oscars will feature this award for the first time. And it is Best Achievement in Casting. What does that mean? Well, this is essentially going to be an award that recognizes casting directors. It's going to be an award for people that that are responsible for the people that you see in movies. You know, the people that bring together these incredible casts. And I guarantee that these that this award will go more towards like ensemble movies and stuff like that. Stuff that like where there isn't a clear star and like that is how the movie was made was that it's because it's tied to this big star. It'll probably be for movies that like are way more about their ensemble than they are about a singular individual performance. And so that is the award. It's going to be for best casting, and it's going to be awarded to a casting director. Is this good? Is this bad? I guess we'll kind of see. This is not something we're going to know for another couple years until we see what the that first slate of nominees looks like. I guess what I would want to see in this award is I would want to see it go to an array of movies that aren't already being recognized. I guess I, I wouldn't see the point in, you know, like let's say that this was an award out this year. I don't necessarily think I would see the point in giving this award, like, just nominating Oppenheimer, Barbie, Poor Things, Zone of... Like, I, I wouldn't see the point in, like, having this new award just to recognize the same movies that are already being recognized in other categories. I, that That is a thing. that like, I, I kind of wish there was a cap on how many times a movie can be nominated so that it would force them to nominate a wide array of things. That would never work. It would never... It would never be instituted. I understand that. But I don't want them to introduce awards just so that, like, the same film can now be nominated for 15 awards rather than 14. 
I don't want to see that. I want to see them use this award to be like, hey, this smaller movie, they had a really good cast, a good ensemble cast, and they all played together very well. We're going to recognize them. That is something I want to see. That is what I hope they use the award for. But knowing the Academy, it's still going to be an award they fuck up. It's still going to be an award they get wrong. The the big thing that people are pointing out for this is that like the a large portion of the Academy is now made up of casting directors. And so they're all probably just sitting in their rooms being like, oh, why me? Why aren't I getting recognized for these awards? And shit like that. Like That's probably very valid. That's probably is a big reason we're getting this kind of push, this kind of award. But we'll see. You know, like I think it is far more interesting to recognize like the ensemble cast of Killers of the Flower Moon or of something like The Irishman rather than having this kind of the debate of being like, oh, well, you know, was Joe Pesci the supporting actor or is Al Pacino the supporting actor? Like, those kinds of questions I think are, are fun to have amongst friend groups when it comes to like awards. I think if you can just give it to the casting director for that movie who brought them all together – you're kind of getting two birds in one stone. So I could see this working. I could see this being a good award as long as it's not just going to be like pad and stats for all the other big movies that are going to get all the awards anyways. But that's all I have for you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. If you are watching this on YouTube, like the video, share it with your friends, subscribe to the channel. If you are listening to this in your favorite podcast app, leave us a rating, leave us a review, get in touch with us. All that information is in the show notes. It's in the description box down below. You can reach me personally at junkheadtv207 at gmail.com or on Instagram at junkheadzack. Uh, stay tuned. Later this week, we are talking about some movies we're talking about some movies that came out this year where are we at here six seven weeks into the year what are we looking at for movies what's been good what's been bad what should you be checking out now that pretty much all of it is available on vod so that was coming out later this week so stay tuned for that until next time thank you for watching thank you for listening thank you for being here keep enjoying good things keep watching good things and until next time goodbye everybody